0: listening to the one two three show with me noreen mayor on this thursday afternoon let's uh, turn to our next topic and guest of today in the next uh, 20 minutes or so we've got our thursday chinwag contributor sadia asmani joining us live from the uk how are you doing sadia
1: I'm very well, thank you. Um, Sorry I wasn't here last week, but here I am. I'm back, I'm not back on my feet. Got my feet up.
0: (laughs) Got your other foot done. Yeah. Oh, you're a brave woman. And I'm sorry, it seems like there's still that ban uh, from the UK. So who knows? By the time you've recovered, maybe it's just perfect timing. Mm. Well,
1: I have like about three weeks, three, four weeks. So, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that things may change in the next few weeks, and I will be back in Hong Kong. So let's just hope so. Yeah. You know, these are—I um, suppose it's a coincidental thing that you know I'm talking about managing disappointment. <laughs> so I think it's quite appropriate because you just have to constantly be managing it now. And I think we're all kind of familiar with it now with the pandemic and stuff. We've all had so many different fluctuations in our life where we plan something and then something else happens. And then you just have to go with the flow, don't you? It's it's yeah. absolutely crazy.
0: And it's absolutely so, boiling in Hong oh, Kong. Sorry, excuse me, as I take a sip of water. I just feel so, uh, and we still have to wear masks in the studio, even though I'm sort of on my own. Uh, zooming with oh, you, um, so That's yeah, this, it's, talk about managing disappointment, right? It's, it's on, on all fronts of our, all fronts of life. Anyway, let me have a quick sip of water.
1: You go and have a little squig of water, anyway, just to keep. <laughs> um. No, I know and I think it's funny because um, the whole subject today obviously as I said you know managing disappointment but I suppose a, a couple of things kind of triggered it really why I wanted to speak about it. Um, as you know as, a, as listeners now I'm in the UK and I've been in the UK now for the last six months almost and um, so I'm kind of stranded now again <laughs> um, but I can't really move because I've had this foot surgery. but. In the UK at the moment, as people will be aware that last week, obviously, we had the finals of the Euros and, um, and England was in the kind of, final with italy so here the atmosphere was really just very exciting.
0: electrifying i should imagine
1: absolutely and even like you know as i look out my window i can see my neighbors across the street and there's a big um george cross <laughs> you know big flag on their windows so England. You saw sort of uh, these flags on people's cars. So you could see. And in a way, it was something that I think not only was it absolutely fantastic to be in the final, which is great, but I think it was just a, a kind of very positive note that people – after you know with the pandemic with all the changes with the with the lockdowns and all sorts of things that have been happening within the last 18 months you know suddenly this came up as a kind of a nice ray of light you know and people were quite excited and it was making people forget about some of the things that are going on and just be very positive and excited by 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 the football and i and i can understand that completely because you know on the day of the the match here um, Everything was absolutely quiet, you know, shops were closing early and the roads were quiet. So obviously once, you know, they'd had the match and obviously Italy won, then it can be a disappointment. And and I know some very um yeah. some good friends of mine who are really good uh you know, incredible sort of uh, football fans. And for some of them it's like deep depression. They don't want to talk to anyone, they just don't want to know. But it's like They've it's, been, how, it's like they're
0: invested really emotionally in the whole thing. Yeah. That's right. is, and I think anyone can
1: identify with it. If you follow, I mean, specifically to do with sports, I suppose, if you follow a particular team or a particular person, then, you know, you are linked to them, you are watching them, and their ups and downs are, are reflected in yourself. So it was quite interesting to see that. But it was more about, like, I was reading an article about this and, and about this whole thing of managing disappointments and it says regardless of whether that's a disappointment to do with sports or whether your professional life or your personal life and things like that that they were saying that like you uh, you know before when you when you actually go through this disappointment it's best it is best for you to yes live in it and sit with that disappointment for a while like for about 24 hours or something but then after that you've got to flip it over and look at Put, you know put things in perspective and think well okay I didn't get this but what's the positive note on it um, so i can understand that completely but and i can understand that you have to almost live the grief for a little while before you're gonna you're going to feel better um, you know keeping the the football in mind one of the things really that came out of this too um, was obviously after they lost then here in the uk Okay, the, you know, they suddenly had lots of comments online on social media with the two guys who did the, the penalty and stuff, you know. And so a lot of kind of racist comments because obviously they missed penalties, things like that. And so in one way, you know, that was incredibly disappointing to see that, to to think that, you know, we are still at this age where people at this kind of era where people are still complaining about things like that or saying something about your colour and your race. And but what What I thought was, my goodness, you know, the amount of coverage and, you know, the display of public sort of um, affection and awareness from this had a real positive note to it that you had to flip it over. You had to initially you were very gutted that how could people behave like this, making racist comments, things like that. But on the other side, you saw that actually there's only a very small percentage of people who do things like that. But on the bigger picture, you know, it's raised awareness of just how important it is to to get rid of these kind of things in sport in any walk of life. So, So I suppose with every disappointment comes that flip side of, you know, the positive side of
0: things, which I always try and. I look at you. Like know. Like a silver so, lining. I don't know. Of, How about you? Yeah, like a silver lining yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And it's important to remain hopeful and that, that's you right. know, um you know, yeah. at the end of the day <laughs> be a humanist and not a racist.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean these things I think this particular incident, um, it just raised awareness of the fact that, you know, there are still people. And I think what it is too is that we are now um, in an in an age where you know, our reactions can come on to, you know, within seconds, you know, you suddenly if you're bubbling up with something, whether you're a racist or you're not, you know, you can just react to that immediately by going on social media. Um, and out of that, when people do react on social media, I mean, sometimes it's like, you know, we have we all have Facebook accounts, WhatsApp accounts. And I suppose what we have to be quite wary of, wary of is that, you know our sudden impulse reaction to something has to be controlled a wee bit. We, we just cannot kind of respond like sometimes you might see it on Facebook or, or WhatsApp where somebody says something to you and then you think oh my god why are they doing that and you want to sort of respond straight away so that's I suppose part of it that just hold on take a deep breath and give it like 10 seconds before you respond to anything like that but well, you know, it's longer, normal human I, reaction or just is.
0: even like you know the, the sort of think before you speak I think the same applies to uh, social media as well or <laughs> just don't comment, walk oh, away lately. from it, rise above it. Because I think in a way that's sort of yeah. easier. I <laughs> can't be bothered.
1: Yeah. Although it's quite hard. I think maybe, you know, this whole thing of, you know, when you manage these things, it's, it's it's kind of, um, it's experience, isn't it? It's going through these things and understanding the repercussions of you reacting in a different way. And then when you look back in the perspective of it and you think, oh, why did I do that? Um, Another incident that comes into mind is that, um, you know, I, as I mentioned, you know, obviously I'm here in the UK. I have a car, and I've had this car for the last eight years, and it's like I I used to I talk to it and I do all sorts of things, and uh, and recently um, my my kids, my son-in-law, and my daughter were in the car going for a wedding anniversary trip, and uh, they had an accident, but thank God, you know, everything was okay. They were fine and stuff, but the car is now, you know, because you know these days people don't repair things that's the problem that we live in this disposable society where things it is just not worth your while to repair things
0: they make it so expensive oh it's absolutely
1: appalling i mean it's expensive to buy
0: a car but then they make it even more well not maybe not even more but they make it almost as expensive to repair it and sometimes you just think well is it really worth it
1: no, and and your back is against a wall because not only repairing it, but then there are other effects of it that if you if you have a car like that, then they say, oh, we can't insure it if it's done like This oh, this really? will go up, the premium wow. will go. So we made a decision that we the car is a write off. And, so, and I was seriously, I was like. I just had a big lump in my throat (laughs) and I wanted to cry. But but the thing is, I didn't want to show it to my kids because I thought if they get to, and it was their anniversary and I thought, no, I can't, you know, we just have to, okay, it's okay, you're not hurt, everything's okay, we'll just keep going. Um, But, you know, it's these kind of things that you just sometimes in your life, you just have to deal with. and and everyone's dealing with and i can tell you like whether it be in hong kong or the uk you know everyone is dealing with these disappointments i think your last guest was on you know talking about having stranded for two years and, and things like that and then going to university back in the uk or whatever but it's just it's so complicated isn't it and and it's just in your own mind it's trying to deal with those things and then it's like hurdles that you go through but it's absolutely crazy so how about you has there been anything that's kind of like say with the pandemic and stuff that's
0: affected you um you've had to yeah, I think definitely that sort of pandemic fatigue and just really disappointed that perhaps, you know, we aren't doing, I mean, as a society, we're very good at wearing face masks and every and everything. But then when you speak to people about vaccines, it's always a sensitive topic, you know. Uh, some people don't really want to get vaccinated and then there are others who really, really think that everybody should be vaccinated to protect the whole society. And then when you're sat in the middle of that sort of conversation, you think, yeah, it's true. Don't we all have a collective responsibility? Why are some people sort of doing more legwork than the others? Um, and that's yeah. kind of disappointing. Uh, like I've, yeah. I mean, I've been vaccinated, but I've got uh, friends and families who have not been. And, you know, perhaps there's a legitimate health reason, you know, that we totally respect. But if it's because of, well, you know, the fear of the unknown, um, I don't know. It's it's hard to sort of articulate. You know, I think we're all in this together. We're all worried to an extent, but um, I, I choose to 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 put my faith in science. You know, oh, no, absolutely. I, I, I don't. I don't think I'm being controlled by getting a vaccination. I, I don't think you're Bill absolutely Gates, right. I don't think Bill Gates is downloading my metadata right now. Um. So yeah. No, I think that's you're absolutely right.
1: Yes. And and I can understand your disappointment too because um, I'm probably one of the people suffering for it now because because obviously you know I came to the UK and now uh, the whole problem is is that really here in the UK um, you know almost like eighty ninety percent of people have been you know vaccinated now it's getting higher yeah. every every day so what that has I mean case loads are going up here but you know hospital admissions. And the severity of the infection is not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So in that people are going through It's almost like a, a kind of flu that they have and, and then they get better or whatever. But obviously cases. And I was, I was kind of amazed. I was shocked. A little bit that you know, when this football, we've had Wimbledon here mm. and we've had the football, and Wembley was full of like 60,000 people. Um, and I was watching the coverage and I was thinking, Nobody's wearing masks, yeah, <laughs> and social distancing, no, um... there's no social
0: distancing, so if oh, everybody. And...
1: And and here, if you go outside, if you're walking the streets and things like that, people don't wear masks and things. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in shops and stuff. And now from the 19th of July, the things are going to change and that they're lifting a number of these things and saying that, okay, you still need to, you should still wear it on public transport in restaurants and things like that. So it's kind of differing kind of... Ways of dealing with things. But in terms of the vaccine, you know, certain members of the, of the community have kind of declined. You know, there are still a group of people who are not keen on it. Um, and I actually, you know, have a few acquaintances and one or two of them, uh, it's amazing. It is to do with rumors, it is to do with things that have been on Facebook, oh. which don't really have any evidence and substance sometimes. No. But it is basically created a fear in people where they think oh you know I'm not going to because you know they say that after two years you'll get ill or you'll do this but as you say you know it's the fear of the unknown and, and it's a bit of a disappointment this is a disappointment too because in a way the reason that we are kind of lots of people are banned from going into the Hong Kong too mm-hmm. is because Hong Kong has a low coverage of vaccine. people are not being vaccined mm-hmm. if people were vaccinated, then we you're going into a place where it's strong and people are not going to get the infection so easily but but they're making themselves more vulnerable themselves by not being, not so being vaccinated so therefore normal yeah. everyday sort of yeah vaccinated everyday sort of Uh, travel and things like that cannot go back to normal and you know life can't because you have to be so cautious of the fact that if you get something then it's going to be quite severe what's that saying you're
0: only as strong as the weakest link you know and i think that's applicable (laughs) for, for for covid if we're all sort of not vaccinated we'll all be weak So to speak.
1: And I can't stress it enough, you know, you know, we're basing it as you say, like you base it on science and I just think that it's so important for people that we need to be, you know, together on this to to get back to some normal life and and I think one of the kind of disappointing things I find is like you know I had a, I had a friend come over the other day and she's got a little four year old and, and this four year old is like full of energy wants to do everything and it's so sad that you know with school, schools are now going back but then there's this fear that if things get bad that the children have probably suffered more than anyone else because they can't see their friends, they can't go and yeah. play with friends, and go to people's houses and stuff. So the whole pandemic, over time, has had such a huge effect um, that all all of us just want things to get back to normal. Yeah. And
0: stuff. gosh, that was really disappointing. When I think back to um, uh, Sasha, my eldest, I mean, she only went to school. I think no more than 30 days last year, you know, because of the school's lockdown and, you know, everything was switched to online and she was three at that time. It's
1: really yeah. sort of... And it's a vital part of the. I mean, it's a vital part of everyone's life, yeah. everyone's life, but but more so with children because it's funny how many times now I've heard, if you think of when you ever talk to children and you talk to them about school, they're all going, I don't like school, I like it at home. But actually so many kids now are saying... I just want to go back to school because i want to see my friends i want to you know play i want to do these things extracurricular activities like swimming classes this that there you know we've we've all put our lives on hold and and that follows not only the disappointments that we have but our children and, and we we're constantly managing those and trying to see the flip side and i think people are now getting a bit Kind of um, exhausted. There's a fatigue of like, how many how many positive sides can I see? And and you know there are young people who are looking for jobs now, and mm-hmm. the whole job scene is very quiet. And so so I suppose it's probably I suppose it can't get any worse, but who knows? I mean, like you know, oh, gosh, yeah. But um, but I think it's it's been quite a process for everyone. Just with that disappointment whether it be personal or professional and stuff that you know hope i hope we're Kind of better people for it now to be able to cope. Like, yeah. but um, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. I would like to come back to Hong Kong soon, <laughs> but uh, we'll just have to see yeah. how the ban goes. Really. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I think there's uh, sort of a, a news story in the South China Morning Post to say that they might sort of relax measures. Who knows? We'll just have to wait for the announcement. Uh, meanwhile, thank you so much for your time today, Sadia and I look forward to uh, more chats with you uh, next week. Thank you so much. Take care.